Hey there, world. You're listening to The Hectic Podcast with me, Daryl Kelly, CEO and co-founder of HecticApp.com. This is episode number four. Sell yourself. So what is Hectic? Well, Hectic is a single digital workspace with all the tools you need to start, manage, and grow a freelancing business with a built-in, personalized community to help freelancers connect with others, develop and refine their craft, and get help from real experts, empowering anyone with a skill and a dream to get from one client to unstoppable. That's Hectic. This is the Hectic Podcast, a place for inspiring and exciting conversations with freelancers. We'll also catch up with global experts across a wide variety of industries and backgrounds to get advice, tips, and insights on overcoming mental hurdles, managing the hustle, and navigating through adversity. And last but not least, authentic conversations with the people behind Hectic. And speaking about people behind Hectic, joining me today is Scott Foltz, co-founder and head of engineering here at Hectic. And, you know, I I like movies. And you know movies that have really great plot twists? Like, you never know what's going to happen or how it all fits together until the very end. Well, that's basically Scott's life. He started as a rock star, like an actual rock star with music on Amazon and Spotify. But instead of showing up on tabloids, he found himself ushering in Quark Express, designing tabloids and resumes working at Kinko's. I imagine, you know, Scott sitting in his little cubicle, designing yet another flyer when this mysterious light came down. That mysterious light may not be too mysterious because it was inspired by his colleagues that were kind of side hustling, um, earning a side living by freelancing, helping design flyers and other things for Kinko's. And he took this new love for freelancing, partnered up with another friend, James Curley, who he played guitar with back uh, in the Rockstar days, and they founded a company called Mountain Media in 1998, which is an e-commerce company. You know, think Shopify before Shopify, but a lot more boutique. And let's fast forward 20 years and another plot twist. Mountain Media starts developing horse racing, handicapping, and reward systems. And then let's do another quick fast forward into today where he's taken all those facets, all those lessons and experiences and brings them here to Hectic. So from everything you need to get started e-commerce business to everything you need to get started freelancing, Scott leaves in his wake helping people and helping businesses grow. You know, if Scott's life was a movie, the end credit scene would end something like this with cheesy photos of doing couples yoga, co-founding Hectic, climbing the 46 high peaks of the Adirondacks. I mean, it just Scott's life is such an adventure and his adventure actually finds himself as a little cut out in my office because I want to capture that spirit every single day. So if you've ever seen the album cover for the Hectic podcast, I hope you have. That's Scott. That's right behind me every single day because I want to capture that adventurous just full of life spirit. And I don't know, Scott, welcome to the Hectic Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Daryl. Wow, that's quite an intro. (laughs) Well, you're quite a person. I mean, rock star to, (laughs) you know, helping freelancers and having this passion for freelancing your whole life. I mean, it's just who you are. I don't know if we ever reached full rock star status, but uh, it was a good band. And, you know, at some point, I just decided that it would be important to have some income. <laughs> <laughs> what is full rock star status? I mean, it's funny because I, is it, can anyone be a self-proclaimed rock star these days? Well, you know, I, I just think of, you know, I, I know what is not rock star status. Like I can't picture uh, 
Bono, for instance, um, laying out flyers and, and resumes uh, in the computer department at Kinko's on Wolf Road in <laughs> Albany. Well, humble beginnings. I, I figured <laughs> you know this is the first podcast, the first recording of 2021, and I felt it's only fitting to ask you, you know, 2020 was, you know, for some people a great year, from for some people an awful year. I like focusing on the positives. Do you have any high moments that stood out for you in 2020? You know, it, it's funny that you would say that because I know there were a lot of people that were calling 2020 a dumpster fire. And, um, and you know, if you're a person that has lost a loved one or, or God forbid, more than one um, to this pandemic, uh, then I guess you could view it as a dumpster fire. And, and that would be tough. I, I've been lucky so far. Everyone in my life has been pretty healthy. Uh, my wife, who is, uh, you know, her primary work is uh, as a massage therapist and craniosacral uh, practitioner. Um, she wasn't able to work at all for a few months. And that, you know, that put a little crunch on things. But uh, on the other hand, there were some really sweet things that happened. My, my two college age kids were forced home from college. It was a little bit rough the first couple of weeks, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but it, it kind of worked out, and it was it was really sweet and nice, and uh, it's been a good 2020 actually. And and I'm psyched for for 2021, and and hopefully this uh, the shadow of this pandemic starts to lift, and uh, you know we can get back to live music and live performances of all kinds, and. Uh, and all that fun stuff that, that makes us all human. Yeah, I, I'd agree. That sense of energy that you really only can feel at a concert connected to the same music, right? The same passion. Yeah, yeah. a shared experience with uh, a, a large group of people, the energetics of that. I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, different than the shared experience of the tragedy of 2020. 2020. But I mean, you know, it, tragedy can be a mindset. I mean, like you said, if people have lost people through this, this pandemic, that that's really hard. But I've seen a lot of goodness come from this pandemic as well. A lot, a lot closer relationships. I mean, you reference, you know, having your kids back at home, you know, us being back at home, and we did some traveling together as a unit, you know, we found new things that we liked about each other. And that was that was kind of nice, you know? Yeah, that and and that was kind of my experience as well. Um, and I think that there will be some positive outcome uh, from, and, and this is maybe a purposeful, purposeful uh, segue in, in the land of freelancing, um, where I think a lot of people are getting a taste of working from home and, and I think they like it. Uh, an awful lot of people like it. I think uh, a lot of companies are probably going to be shifting and hiring people you know, that, that are working from home and on a, on a job basis or, a, you know, a various non-traditional um, employee type uh, uh, situations. So you observe that, and I think you observe that instinctually and also from experience, right? Like you've kind of had this, I don't know, free spirit, independent creating, career freelancer, if that's okay that I, I say that turned into running a successful business for 20 years. But you can tell, you know, you have your finger on the pulse and your heart is in freelancing and independent creating. Um, why? 
I, I guess I, I don't like bosses. I prefer clients to bosses. Um, and you, you have a little more say in, in what you do and, and what jobs you want to take and, and not take possibly more importantly. Um, and you know, you kind of, you're, you're in charge of your own destiny. Whereas when you're, uh, when you're someone's employee, I, I don't, you know, it, it was just never for me. I, I had a pretty brief stint, uh, in that, um, Kinko's computer department you mentioned, and I felt like a pawn and not, you right. know, I don't want to be a pawn. I'd rather, rather be a king. So let's go there, right? So you're, you're sitting in Kinko's, you're designing, you know, I, I made a joke about you designing tabloids, but you're designing flyers and it's, it's very repetitive and, you know, you're, you're taking in orders, you're maybe not making a ton of changes to those orders or, you know, really having strong creative direction over that. And then you observe some of your colleagues who were picking up jobs on the side, then you take this step. What was that like? Because this was, this would have been your first time, you know, if we use the quote in quote freelancing, what was that like for you? Yeah. And it, I was fairly comfortable selling myself and, and having, you know, opening that dialogue with, with prospective buyers of my services. And once I, and, and I did good work. So once I got a few clients under my belt, it was, uh, you know, some, some word of mouth started taking over. And then it was a matter of sort of managing my time and, and, uh, you know, sending out good invoices um, and and designing proposals and so on. And you know, if there's a, a bigger a bigger gig that I wanted to land, um, you know, you had to put some time into those things. You had to try and make that proposal uh, look really smart, and um, and um, other, otherwise you were going to lose the gig to someone else. So if I am a freelancer just getting started, because I really picked up on that selling yourself piece. And if I'm a freelancer just getting started, or if I'm anything just getting started, and I don't necessarily have this background of selling myself on stage or selling myself as an independent artist, do you have any tips that you could give me um, if, if I was just getting started on things that you learned about selling yourself and your brand? Uh, belief. You, you have to believe that you can help the person that you're trying to sell. And if, if you don't believe that you can't make them believe that. And that's really what it comes down to. Everything else is just, uh, you know, packaging. But if, if that belief is not there, um, it's not going to work out for you. I like that. And did you grow up always having this belief in yourself or was there a process to Scott believing in himself? I was always a pretty self-assured person. I, I don't know why. <laughs> I guess, I, you know, I, I got some talent. I, you know, growing up with that, you, you know, you, if you're told that you're good at things enough times, you start to believe it. And, uh, and I guess, you know, that happened um, on the music side quite a bit. Right. But you held on to knowing who you are, knowing what you can create, knowing what you can do. And, you know, it's led you into this, you know, incredible and inspiring journey of, building and defining a life on your own terms, which 
to me on the outside looking in seems like a very fulfilled life. You know, I see your son Eli come in all the time and, you know, give you a hug or, you know, punch you on your shoulder or, you know, just come and say hi. And I see Jeanette come in and, you know, give you a little hug, a little squeeze. And you can tell that they, they clearly love you. And, you know, this leads me to this, this concept of, there's some unfinished business with Jeff that we talked about last week. Um, I want to hear about what is that unfinished business. And I want to hear a little bit about your path to Hectic. And what does head of engineering mean? And how does that fit into this very purposeful life that you're living right now? So there's a few questions in there. Yeah, Let yeah me know that's, you, that's yeah. a lot to unpack. So I, I um, <laughs> yeah, I feel really blessed. I'm so fortunate in my personal life. Um, you know, my wife is wonderful. Uh, we have a great relationship. We've been together for like 26 years now, and it's been an amazing journey and it's not without its ups and downs. Um, again, you know, belief and, and, um, and stick-to-itiveness are the keys to that. That's, that doesn't, that's not an accident to stay together that long. And as far as, as Jeff, I mean, that, that was, uh, my my wife and uh, and Jeff's mother are actually both um, practitioners of cranio craniosacral uh, biodynamic therapy. We were kind of introduced to each other through that uh, that mind body relationship that my wife and his mom had. It gets a little personal, but it's kind of fun. Like we we were one time his mom wanted to go on vacation um, with his stepdad who also was uh, a co-worker at, at Mountain Media. <laughs> so it really, it's a tangled web. Um, uh, they hired us to watch their house while they went on vacation. We weren't babysitting the boys. We were watching the house and preventing the boys from, you know, having a party or whatever. <laughs> so that, that was when I first met Jeff. And, um, and then uh, later on, after we started Mountain Media, uh, he had been working at a, a local newspaper, the Saratogian. We hired him and, and um, he came in and he was a you know, precocious young guy, graphic designer, uh, had some computer chops and, uh, and he caught fire with it, stayed with us for a bit. And, uh, and then he moved on and went on to do some other things. And then from there on out, every time I hired a developer, I was disappointed. So you end up uh, working with Jeff, he sets the standards for developers. You part ways. You continue to build Mountain Media. You do yoga. You have this very fulfilled and 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 rewarding life. And then you bump into Jeff again. And how does hectic happen? Yeah. So the the serendipitous thing was that I. I exited Mountain Media, um, I think around the same time Jeff sold Connect First. And and that was great. And we, we just had this meeting where it just felt uh, there was so much energy. There, there was so much talent in the room, it felt like to me. Um, and uh, so, and here we are a little over a year later, and we're about to launch um, this product, which I, God, I couldn't be more excited about. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I should be working on it and doing the finish work instead of talking to you right now. Um, but 
we have to get the word out as well because if if no one's using it all that is for naught yeah so okay uh, i remember that meeting as well and that's the first time that i met you and uh, you know i was infatuated from the first moment your presence came in and and it was just like a calm had had overtaken the entire room and and that was incredible can you talk to me and you know the listeners uh, what was that what was that conversation like for you where you know Jeff and I had kind of been talking about this concept and then you come in with a you know like I said a career freelancer what was that like for you when we were trying when we were ideating this problem well i don't think anyone has ever said that i brought a calm to a room before <laughs> except i i don't know i guess the yoga maybe started to take hold so um <laughs> But yeah, I, we, we had discussed it a little on the phone. Uh, I had had a, a few conversations with Jeff and we were talking about building this business system. And then we sort of um, narrowed it down and, and sort of identified freelancers as a group that we could really help. And, and I think that that really resonated with me because I had done freelancing and I was, you know, indeed doing freelancing at the time we were having the conversation. So, you know, I kind of, I, I understand what a lot of the, the challenges are and, and I could see that there was no solution out there. You know, there, there are point solutions out there. There are, are some things, there are some tools, but I, we wanted to really make it something that was um, complete. It was just a lot of fun. It was invigorating. I was on the fence a little bit at first because I was kind of settled into this idea of of freelancing myself because I wanted that lifestyle of dictating what my hours are and you know having more time to to do the other things that I love and that I you know I've I've fallen in love with the practice of yoga. Um, I I'm still a working musician and I I was excited to have more time to do those things. And so it was a, it was a shift in my thinking and, um, I'm glad I took it on because it's, I'm, I'm really having a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I like, I think a lot of people, you know, I thrive on learning. And, and so we've, as you build something like this, you can't help, but learn a lot of new things. You're, you're educating yourself every step of the way. And, uh, you know, it's been amazing. I, you know, my brain just zips around and I, I, you know, as, as I put my head on the pillow at night, sometimes it's hard to quiet it. So when you're up at night thinking, what are you thinking about? Well, at this point, I'm, you know, hip deep in, in uh, doing the finish work on the invoices module. And I think a lot of developers will tell you, you know, a lot of the work that you do is away from the computer. I, I know Jeff on his podcast was talking about uh, cycling and, and how that really helps him because he gets to this kind of calm, quiet place where there's no interruptions uh, for a period of time. And he's able to just think. And um, I, that's a really necessary piece. So it's interesting. So you said you know, you're up at night thinking about invoicing and how the, I'm putting words in your mouth now with this, but how all the components um, fit together. And I, I, I think that's such a great quality, right? You said, you know, you're a great listener, you're, you're obsessing over things, and then now you're piecing it together uh, passively, very similar to what, what Jeff is doing. 
is that why you're head of engineering? You know, what is head of engineering? You know, how do these components fit together? Because, you know, we could have just taken this approach where let's off offshore a bunch of development, uh, but we didn't. Uh, can you kind of give us insights as to why we kept it here, why we kept it um, very intimate, why we have this learning process, and then how that all ties into you leading this and you being head of engineering here at HackDeck? Well, I think keeping it close to home and 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 being hands on and and having, um, you know, really two two of the founders uh, being so close to the actual writing of the code, you know, actually writing the code, um, is it, it sets us apart, I think. And by keeping it, keeping it, uh, close, I, I think we're able to, um, hopefully provide a, a, a better, a better experience. I love that. And as we wrap up, I have to ask the question that I promised that I'd ask on every single podcast here. Um, if you are an aspiring freelancer, if you had to give advice to an aspiring freelancer and you can answer uh, either or both of these, what's one thing or one habit that I, if I was that freelancer, should start developing or one negative habit that I should stop doing? So doubt, there's no room for self-doubt. You have to you have to let the self-doubt go um, and just believe um, you're, you're enough. You do good work. Believe that. And, and if you believe it, others will. And if it's hard for you to believe that, practice it. It's uh, the old fake it till you make it. And then, and then the other thing I would say would be uh, a very practical advice. And um, don't ask me how I know this, but... Um, set aside enough money from your gross to cover your taxes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And and it's something that you've brought up time and time again, and it's something that's going to land to our edu educational courses. Yeah, that, that, that first year when I, when I left Kinko's and I was, and I was freelancing full time, I, I was like, Oh, this is great. I've never made this much money. And, and then, uh, you know, April 15 came around and I was like, Oh, wait a second. Well, you heard it here. Believe in yourself. There's no room for doubt. And that's the second time that we've heard this on this podcast. I mean, uh, Jeff had a very similar approach to uh, making sure that you, uh, you, you don't leave any room for doubt. And uh, Scott reinforced it. He added on no doubt and uh, um, make sure you pay the man. So <laughs> I, 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 could, I couldn't thank you enough. Like you said, you should be out obsessing over, you know, the small details and components of invoicing. And I appreciate that. I, I appreciate it. And our audience and our customers appreciate it that you are being obsessive. You are being meticulous. You are staying up at night thinking about the best way to create something that has value. And it's not just put together. So Scott, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for your friendship and for the advice that you give our community. We're looking forward to more of it. And thank you, Daryl. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Until then, see you later. Later.